And at the time, I thought it would be a great title for a book, and it probably would have. And over the years, and with some other real Christians talking to me and things, I realized, well, there was maybe a time for it, but that time is coming to an end. And one day, when we can, when we get the finances, we're going to change it all. Uh-huh. Uh Because there's a much better name, we're going to call it what it is. Because our show represents the Church of Philadelphia Internet, and that's really what it, what it should be. I mean, a lot of people right. are so scared. Do you own the domain site? What? What's that thing? Do you, do you own the domain on that? I own the whole Internet. What do you mean? <laughs> Yeah, me too. Couple bridges, no. I gotta sell you. Yeah, no, but that's what I got there. But uh, hey, I got an idea. For, I got an idea today. I believe it was from God, and um, we're gonna make this thing happen in the next two months or so. I hope. Um, my original book, 1986 band book, the answer to raptures. Um, we are. I am going to get that, and that we had about, um, I don't know. Hold on one second, Danny. I gotta, I gotta take a quick break here. I'll be right back. We talk about this book, everything else. Just give me a second here, and I'll be right back. Okay, Danny. Mm-hmm. Right back. <laughs> Christianity into today, sad but true, and welcome back to Doomsday Talk Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Harry, here on Block Talk, and with my uh-huh. original co-host, Danny. Hey, Danny. Still with you, Pastor Harry. Okay, so anyway, well, here's the idea I got. You're going to take, we have my original 1986 book, The Answer to Raptures. It came out in 1986, Danny, and that's 10 years before the internet. And a lot of people, you know, and we, uh, that book was banned by the, by the churches and the Christian publishing world for 11 years. They would not publish it, promote it. They wouldn't let me advertise it, nothing. And in 1997, I met this crazy biker guy, Ziggy Zbigniewski from uh, Chicago. He's a biker. But he's also an artist, and he was building websites, and we made a business arrangement, and we started, we made the answer to raptures known to the world. Mm-hmm. Because up to then, you know, there was still the, there was still the great controversy over the one rapture. Was it pre-tribulation, mid, or post? And everyone has their verses in view and argues back and forth. And I said back in 1986. You're all wrong because there's two raptures, not one. Just you know, just like when they used to think the world was flat, and they would right. say, "Well, maybe, maybe it's flat like a table, or maybe it's flat like an ice cube, maybe it's flat like a board." And then somebody came along and said, "Hey, it's round," and they said, "Burn him at the stake. He's of the devil, a heretic, a blasphemer," and sort of the same thing we had with that book, but um. Over the years, we gave away, I sold about 1,000, I don't know, 500, 200, I don't know what we sold. We gave away about a couple thousand, and 
And we had that RV fire, Danny. I had a custom RV and a, a, a person put in a faulty electric box. The entire RV went up in flames. I was able to go in and save my dog and get away from the 110-gallon propane tank that was about to explode. And yeah. um, everything was destroyed. I mean, metal was bent and burned. Yet... I saw under the rubble, I went a week later, something really amazing. I saw a cardboard box under all the rubble. A cardboard box survived, Danny. And I opened the box, and sure enough, inside was 48 copies of The Answer to Raptures, my original band book, and um, my five-foot Aikido stick and a kukri knife I had. Those three things, for some reason, survived when nothing else did. Right. And uh, um, that's what survived. And uh, what we're going to do and um, is we are going to, I am going to get the answer to Raptures republished by my pub, the company I always use, iUniverse. We're going to get that republished. It has to be a little bigger book. That used to be a, it's a six by nine paperback. But I'm going to get it republished and get it out on the Internet because I think that with prophecy happening and so many people believe we're in the end times, you know, with COVID-19, monkeypox, Russia ripping through to Ukraine, China threatening Taiwan, the economy uh, collapsing from within, food shortages, famines. I think this is the time to get that book out there again, Danny. Yeah, it is. Give it another attempt. Yep, and I think maybe we could start getting something going with that. So um, that's going to be what to do, and I want to get it printed exactly as I wrote it. Typos uh, and the mistake about how much time we could have left and all. Because back then, and let's face it, 1982 to 1986, four years to write that book, you know, uh, I made a few errors, made a few mistakes. I thought because I the history. I couldn't find any errors in it. Yeah, well, the timeline in the last chapter is mistaken, and that's because the information. I back then, remember when I wrote it, Danny, there was no internet. Right. So the only information I could get on calendars, dates, uh, all this stuff, was what I could find in a library or two. Today, with the Internet and Google, I could have made a much more accurate book. But I want to write I want to publish it exactly as I wrote it, mistakes and all, because, you know, everyone makes mistakes, and I make a lot of them, uh, but it's okay. It was a timeline I wrote, and it's off, but that's okay, because um, I'm going to, they said, you know, you want to republish the book. I can publish a two-page forward about when it was published and what happened and, uh, um, you know, how the timeline's mistaken. Mm-hmm. But I thought your timeline was pretty accurate because what you did, you, you, uh, you mentioned the date of God is like a thousand years, and people were saying in the – I can't remember what book of the Bible it was in, but you were saying uh, that, that – uh, God would take them in the third, third, uh, third, the third year. Hmm. Right, the third year. Yeah, third year. Yeah, it's true. Because it is right. the third year. The first two years were. Uh, it turned out to be uh, 848 AD, and then 1948 AD, and the third year is the last. Uh, thousand years and I wrote in that book that the whole 1988 rapture theory that was real popular in those days that the first rapture and the tribulation is going to start in 1988 was false and there's a lot of prophetic stuff in that book if you really look read it now you'll see I talked about plagues there's just a lot of stuff in there Mm -hmm. the antichrist coming in a spaceship which in 1986 people roared with laughter but now, with ancient aliens, Satanism, teaching aliens made us and all, suddenly that book seems very believable to people, that concept. Yeah, it does. So we're going to hopefully come out with the answer to raptures available 
on the internet very soon, and that could maybe spiral some other books, my other two books to be sold, because these are very important things, you know, Jesus, who Jesus uh-huh. is, Jesus, Son of God, Clone of God, who the Antichrist is, this is stuff that people need to know, and hopefully, maybe more people, uh, somehow they'll start selling better, they'll get known more. I mean, uh, it was an awesome book. It changed my life. I remember reading it. You, you, I, you gave me a book for free. I, I, no one ever gave me anything in my life for free except for family. And uh, I, I sat there and read that Bible. Oh, not Bible, but that book in in the bed with my wife. And uh, we sat there and read the whole thing, and it it changed my life. I started I started uh, wondering what else you knew that. that that you hadn't revealed, and then you came out with two more books. It was awesome. Yeah. Well, this book is going to get republished exactly as it is, Danny. So we're going to. I got to talk to my uh, financial advisor about this, and we're going to get this book to them. And uh, I want it exactly as it is, with a two-page or three-page um, uh, preface, just saying. I, when I wrote this book, uh, a lot of people have accused me of stealing two raptures from their sites, all these lies against me, as always. And I said, no, I had this book published in 1986 before there even was an Internet. So there, there's no way you could steal something off an Internet when there was no Internet, Danny. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you, you know, and, um, yeah, we're going to get it out there, and uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, who knows? I may sell enough books to actually buy a used little old car to go drive around then. Yeah, exactly. That's true. This is my car I totaled in a wreck uh, February 20 uh, of this year, February. I, I had surgery. I was all messed up from the anesthesia, and I uh, shouldn't have been driving that car at 6.42 in the morning, half light yet, and... I dropped my little thermos on the floor, and I'm trying to kick it out. There's a flashing red light. So I was going 25 miles an hour. I was going slow. I went through the light, but a guy was flying across of a pickup truck, about 60, and I hit the back of his pickup truck. I totaled the truck of my car, but nobody got hurt. That was a miracle. Yeah, and I, I thought I heard, I, moved, I heard the, my hernia surgery mesh, but I guess, I don't know, maybe I did. But, um, yeah, that was, I got really bad impact. I had a heavy car, too. I had a, like a five, 6,000-pound old 1992 Buick Roadmaster, and that got uh, sitting in a... You mean you haven't got rich telling the truth of the Bible? Well, Danny, I'll tell you something. <laughs> there is no one you, No one will get wealthy Teaching the truth of the Bible Every false prophet Out there Every liar Every wolf in sheep's clothing They're all out there preaching lies A false trinity gospel Of easy salvation Summer faith prosperity Like Joel Alstein I mean he lives in a 15 million dollar Gated mansion with yeah. his own private jet from preaching lies. No. The devil I heard Joel not... say, Olstein say one time yeah. that uh, what we get on earth is preparing us for what we get in heaven. So he's going to be a, a millionaire in heaven. In his deluded mind, I guess he is. In reality, yep. he's never going to see heaven if he don't repent and fo- accept follow the truth. And that goes for every evangelist out there. And, you know... Uh, it's like I said, Satan's not okay. Here, here's a confirmed Satanist, follower of a devil, Marilyn Manson, that rock star. Right. Sa- Satan is not going to tell Marilyn Manson to preach the true gospel of Jesus to the world, because what no. would happen is people would hear the true gospel, and those that accept it will have power over Satan. He doesn't want that. No, he does not raise people up to preach the truth. I have suffered through great hardship and problems in life doing this show and these books. Um, You don't make any money. You just get abuse, suffering, threats, misery, 
evictions, uh, all kind of horror problems. You get nothing out of it except you have. If you don't, yeah, your my love for God is what, and the truth of his of his son is what keep that he gave to his son is what why I do this. Mm-hmm. No, that's why I do this. I gave away. For every answer to raptures we sold, I gave away a 250 free books. You gave a lot and, more than that. Yeah, a lot more. And the other books, uh, it's just... Um, I think you know, we one, had hundreds and hundreds of books one time. Me and another gentleman passed them out all over Virginia sometime. Gave away a 1,000, I think it was. Yeah, it was. And... Um, yeah, but it's been it's been you know if I if I if I was a quote false prophet, false teacher, liar of the devil. Remember people used to call up saying you're of the devil, you're a liar. Remember they used to do that stuff then? Yep. I said, Well if I'm of the devil, why don't I promote the devil? I wouldn't do this, take this abuse for for, for <laughs> you couldn't pay me enough to take this abuse unless I believed in Jesus' words. That's true. Could, could have paid well, they, even accused, they, they even accused Jesus of, of uh, 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 healing by the power of Beelzebub. So what are they going to say about you? Well, if we win the Bible Code Lottery, as I believe we will, and we start one real physical church of Philadelphia as, as the representation of this scattered remnant around the world, um... The, the power of God will be there when you preach yep. the truth and follow it. And I don't know what they're going to say. I mean, if they say you heal by the power of Satan, I'd say, well, what do you heal with the power of your Trinity? Yeah. Nothing. Okay. See you later. So, I mean, that kind of end that debate. There's no debate needed. But they, the truth, they, didn't, they, didn't they say there's no healings because we're living in a time of faith. You have to believe by faith alone. Well, that makes no sense because you receive a healing through faith. So, where's the sense in that? There isn't. <laughs> there isn't. Say anything. I, if people tell me that, I read Mark 16 to them, and it tells of the miracles that will be there when where God's people are. Yeah, well, it says, if you follow the Jesus in spirit and truth, signs, wonders, miracles will follow you. Yep. And speaking of signs, wonders, and miracles, Danny, you should share your your story again on this show about how you overcame alcoholism and Jesus set you free, because I think people need to hear this, Danny. Well, it, it was, uh, first I had to admit I had a problem, because I, I didn't believe drinking was a sin. And uh, then I... My doctor told me that uh, if I didn't stop drinking, I was going to die. But I couldn't do it on my own. I tried. I tried. I tried. And but one day I decided to pray to God for help. And uh, I, the next day I didn't drink nothing. Well, I said I could do it another day. Next day nothing. And uh, uh, I was not having any detox symptoms. I was praying to God, and I wasn't having any detox symptoms. I've been drinking for years. And it was just, it was, it was a miracle because you can't drink for years and not have any detox symptoms. Right. Now, how many days has it been now since you had a drink? 40 going on 50. I'm not sure exactly. I lost track of time. Now, what did you tell me happened? Do you, do you want, do you, do you, do you think about drinking? Do you struggle with drinking or you no, want to drink? No, I don't drink. drink. I don't drink at all. I don't struggle with it. I've had people offer it to me because they know I used to drink it, and I've had. I just told them no. I don't want it. I don't have no desire for it. Why do you think that is? I even got a bottle of wine uh, uh, close to me, but I never touched it. Never had any desire to touch it because Why? God helped me. Why do you think that is? Why do you think you have no desire or even think about alcohol? God had to have intervened. Would you say Jesus set me free? Yes, I could. Then say it. <laughs> Jesus set me free. Amen. I like to there think you... about. Right. Yeah, I, I I don't know if I should say Jesus or God set me free. What would you say? You could say Jesus set me free. It's okay. 
Okay, Jesus set me free. Well, we're living in a culture in a country, America, where they believe in a fake Trinity God and think Jesus is God. So it wouldn't make yeah. any difference. But um, don't say Yeshua set me free because they don't want to think is this guy could be Jewish. They will nail you on the cross. So don't ever yeah. use the Hebrew name. Got to use his. Well, uh, they hate Jews and they hate. Now they're learning to hate Christians as much as they hate the Jews. Yeah, that's they do. Remember one time I was in Florida. After high school after 18 for three days and that humid heat I almost died some guy picked me up hitchhiking because my I don't remember why I was hitchhiking my memory isn't too great but picked me up he asked me where I was from calling him New York State and he said uh remember this guy never forget him he said you got any Jews up there I said yeah there's Jewish people up there and he goes to me, he goes, goes, I hate him. I go, what do you... <laughs> That's evil. I know. It's what? so evil. It makes me... Listen. It... Go ahead. Well, listen. I said, we're a little pickup truck. When he's little, we're kind of close. I don't like that. No, I didn't like the situation. You know, a little, little tiny pickup, you know, to one little seat. And he goes, I go, you mean, what do you hate? He goes, he, goes, he said he hates Jews. I said, well, why do you hate Jews? I'll never forget what this guy said to me, Danny. What do you think he said to me? If I didn't tell you before, then you know. Uh, maybe they were it. Jesus killers. Were they Jesus killers? No, no. Uh, they were not in any way, shape, or form. And it's not what he said to me. I hate when people say that lie. That I know, medieval, they twisted, sick lie. Yeah, I know. No. Because Jesus came as a Jewish person, Hebrew, and they yeah, exactly. hated him above all. He said, I, so I said, why do you hate Jews so much? And he looked at me and he said, I don't know, I just hate them. Yeah. That's what this redneck said to me. So he was going to drive me six miles. I drove a half mile. I said, oh, here's my stop. I got to get out. And I just got out of the car. I'd rather walk in the heat than sit in the car with that thing, that guy. I did. I walked. Well, I didn't know it was only four blocks, but I couldn't take the heat and humidity. I was dying in Florida. I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Lasted three days, and uh, went back and never went, never looked back. But uh, yeah, never forget that guy, old redneck. My uh, my my uncle and my but grandmother back, were kind of like that. I don't, want, I don't want to get off on a, this tangent, but I'm saying. But back to what yeah. you're saying. You could say Jesus set me free. I prayed to Jesus, God through Jesus set me free. But see, the thing is, it's so amazing about your story, Danny. Is a lot of people are addicted to have addictions, alcohol, drugs, both, and they get Wait off the drug. Well, we're talking about this particular thing: alcohol, drugs, yeah. or both. And they get off. They, they stop. They can stop using, getting drunk. They can stop drinking for a while. But then their life becomes obsessed with not drinking. Right. And they go to AA, let's say, and all AA, AA. 20 years, these people have been alcoholics. Now they spend their whole life not drinking. So their life still revolves around a bottle of alcohol, whether drinking or not drinking. Mm-hmm. Jesus set you free from the whole bottle. That's true. The only, only God can do that. See, man, man can't do that. Man can help you not drink, but they can't set you free from the desire. Only God and his son can do that. That's true. And that's, that's what's so remarkable, Danny, about this whole thing with you. It's, it is. It's It's uh, very remarkable. Yeah. I, I, people suggested to me that I try AA. I just, I just couldn't stomach it because they, they, it's, it's kind of like a religion. They believe you have to believe in a higher power, and that higher power will set you free. But and never I, I do believe free. in a higher power, but not the, I'm not going to sit there and say that the what they believe is what I believe. It's just I'm not going to do that. No, and the point is they're not set free. They're there every week talking about their drinking and not drinking. You're you're the one that's set free. Yeah. You don't think about alcohol all day long, not drinking? Nope. No, well, you've been set free. You should tell that to people. That's your witness. And no one can, you know, someone Danny. Before we take a break here at halftime, <laughs> no one can take away your witness. 
They can argue theology till they're blue in the face, but who can take away your witness? Jesus set you free of alcohol. That's true. How can they take away your witness? What are you going to say, no, we didn't? Well, well, how do you know? You see, the point is, Jesus set you free. You have a witness to the world, and there's maybe somebody out there that needs to hear here that Jesus can, God can set you free, free through his son, his only begotten son, Jesus. Yeshua. Yeah. In Hebrew. Haha. <laughs> Whatever happened to that old redneck. But anyway, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back with Doomsday Talk Radio. song highway to hell because jesus talked about that acdc their satanic band they wrote that made that song big hit but jesus talked about the highway to hell the wide path to destruction did most people walk on or the straight and narrow path to heaven of spirit and truth did few walk to make it to heaven and everyone today is either on the highway to hell or you're on the straight and narrow path to heaven. You're either walk on the highway with the devil or walking in spirit and truth with Jesus. There is no, there is no in the middle. You're either in a car or on a highway going 200 miles an hour down the road or you're walking on foot, the straight and narrow path with Jesus yep. as the son of God. There is no middle ground. In the car or on foot, take your, that's where you're at. Yeah, that's, yeah no... I, I told, told my wife one day, we were visiting her family in California. They had eight-lane highways on both sides, and I thought, this is like the highway to hell. Mm. Not well, that California is. is a bad state. I'm talking about the size yeah. of the roads. Well, an eight-lane highway is pretty easy to drive on. A yep. four-lane highway is easy to drive on. Take some little back road with twists and turns and dips and uh, potholes. That's a lot harder. And you don't want to take a wrong turn in West Virginia either. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They got yeah, they make, horror stories about that one. 
five horror movies, wrong turn, West Virginia. Yeah, take the wrong turn, running into some mutant cannibals. Yeah. But I used to really be into horror movies, Danny. I used to watch them all the time, and one day, pop, God just set me free. I had no desire to watch horror movies. Remember That's you asked wonderful. me to watch? Remember you asked me, Danny? A little while ago, a long time ago. Remember? Yeah, I don't. I have no desire to watch a horror movie. Yeah. I just turned on the was watching the cooking channel yesterday, and uh, they're advertising this new horror movie called Smile. It is really wicked. The commercial and the advertisement about demon demon possession. And this girl smiling as she's a serial killer or someone. It's horror. It's it's a horrific movie. And I have no desire to uh, watch it. None. No desire. That's awesome. Was no that a miracle from God or just something you did on your own? No, I believe God, God set me free of a lot of stuff like that. Just uh, no desire. I mean, uh, none. I used to watch a lot of horror movies. And I used to just, uh, I think there was nothing wrong with watching them. I just watched a lot of horror movies. And uh, I tried to watch a Freddy Krueger movie once, and I, that, I just couldn't hack it. It was too much for me. Oh, I watched all those movies. Michael Myers. When I was a kid, Jason. and I watched. Then I stopped watching horror movies for a while. Now I got married to a girl in the horror movies, and then I got back in the horror movies, and more horror movies, and more horror movies. But then, see, I watch horror movies. I don't know movies. which is worse, horror movies or science fiction, because science fiction tricks you into following Satan, while horror movies are straightforward. Yeah, horror movies are more, de- yeah, science fiction's more deceptive. Horror movies are just, but there were certain horror movies I couldn't stomach. There was one horror movie I could never watch too too disgusted me but some horror movies I'd watch and then I'd watch horror movies for eight different reasons like and then like uh, you know I always study martial arts so watch some horror movies and say hey if I was faced with these six mutant cannibals what would I do like here's a seven foot mutant cannibal with an axe what would I do with him and like so sometimes I would watch no, sometimes it's a, no, sometimes I would say seriously like, well, how would I stop him? Or and then like I would sort of like I watch a horror movie first for just to watch it, and then I watch it to see how it was made, like, like study it more, and then I would study like what would I do and, and but I became really into those movies, and right. um, one day I just. Set free. I just have no desire to really uh, watch them. None. Well, that's a miracle. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised. My, I'm surprised. I just, uh, I don't sit there and just try not to watch horror movies and want to watch them. No, Halloween's coming up, and there's it's going to be a hundred of them on TV. I have no desire to watch a horror movie. Speaking of Halloween, do you think it's wrong to hand out candy to kids on Halloween? Personally, Danny. Yeah. Yes. I believe, well, look, Halloween is Satan's highest holiday. It was the original, it was the night of slaughter when they sacrificed the most humans to the devil. They would dress up in what they believed, you know, Satanism is based on reincarnation. So they would dress up in either their favorite what they believed in their deluded minds was their favorite past life or what they want to be in a new life. Uh, they would put on goat and animal masks and sacrifice people. It was a night of bloody horror. And then in the, some countries like Ireland, they would leave treats out at night thinking the dead roamed the, the world on that night and maybe were the demons and they'll take your pumpkin pie and it'll leave you alone or something and leave your house mm-hmm. alone. It's a it's a wicked evil night. Uh even what was his name left what was the name of the founder of a church of Satan in, in San Francisco in nineteen sixty six? Anton LeVay. Anton LeVay. 
here. This says it all. He said, at least Christianity celebrates the devil's night every Halloween. Yeah, that's sad. He kind of said it all. I don't believe children should go out and trick-or-treat, participate in Halloween. You get get dressed up like a, a demon, a witch, a serial killer. You're going to start your uh, uh-huh. demons will start to you start to role play what what you're what you're dressed up as. That's true. Yeah, it's very uh, it's it's just very bad. I mean, when I was a kid, I always tried to dress up with. I went out for Halloween. I didn't know any better, but I used to always get dressed as up as something like a. A hockey player with a monster mask or a baseball player with a bat because there was always bullies that would attack you and try to take your steal your candy bag. They would just wait for you. They're too lazy to go trick-or-treating, but they would attack you to take your candy. So if you have a hockey stick, well, they didn't exactly maybe want to take your candy. Yeah. Because we used to go trick-or-treating. That's kind of a nightmare for for people to do. Yeah, I know. I, I know Halloween was so bad when I was a kid because both both my parents were school teachers. We got year after year egged. Our house was egged, 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 and broken windows, and you name it. Well, when we were kids, if people gave out candy, you left our house alone. If they didn't give out candy, they would the next year. Yeah, Put it that way they would the next year. But um, that was wrong. I mean, I was what? You don't know any. I don't know. I just we just uh, we took trick or treat seriously. Just it was just something. You don't. I don't know. Half the time you're a kid, you don't even think. Yeah, the kids don't know what's going on. But I know one thing: I would not, I would not participate in Halloween. I wouldn't let my kids go out for Halloween. I tell them what it is. I wouldn't give out candy. I used to give uh, my kids candy because I know they were upset about the other kids getting candy, but I wouldn't take them out to trick or treat. Well, if I had the money, you know what? You know what I would give out for Halloween? What's that? Toothbrushes, brand new toothbrush. Here you go. <laughs> there, you're gonna eat all that candy and get ruin your teeth. Here's a toothbrush. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or a booklet. Here's how to brush your teeth because you're going to need it. No, I would not. I would not. Part. Well, like I said, Anton Lavey, the founder of the first church, open church of Satan, 1966. You know what I heard? I don't know if it's true or not. I heard Antoine Lavey wrote the Satanic Bible in the Hotel California in 1969, like the Eagles sang. He probably did, but he himself said out of his own mouth. At least the Christ, the churches celebrate ho- the devil's night once a year on Halloween. Celebrate the right. devil. So I kind of, I would have nothing to do with it. Yeah, I would have sure. nothing to do with Halloween. You could tell kids, hey, we don't do Halloween because it's the devil's, it's the devil's holiday. It's evil. Yeah. And that'll make you a lot of friends and stuff. But, you know, you speak the truth in this world, Denny. You can't follow Jesus as the Son of God and make friends. That's in true. fact, if you teach Jesus is really the Son of God and not part of a trinity, the churches will persecute you and turn on you and shun you and hate you. So Jesus said, count the cost. You know, uh, to smiling Joel Olstein, no, Joel, you're very wrong. If you preach to follow the truth of God, you will be persecuted and hated and hurt and abused and everything possible. There's no rosy rainbow path to heaven. He's a liar. And that's what a false teacher is and a false prophet, Joel Olstein. Mm-hmm. As one example. Yeah, he's the worst. He, he's, he's one of those name it, claim it guys. Yeah, well, he's faith prosperity. He says, you know, send him $1,000 and you'll be blessed to abundance and glory. People send them all their money. They're eating dog food and he's living in a mansion with lobster and steak and champagne. Yeah, I just said. Yeah, let him preach the truth of the gospel and he would be living like I was in a broken down motorhome, uh, 
freezing in the winter. Trying to keep my dog alive. I mean, yeah, try yeah. that, Joel. Yeah, try that, I always thought Joel. it would be cool to have a motorhome, but I, I certainly would not like the cold. I'd drive south for the winter. Well, I was in a, I was in a, a motor, uh, a 1986 rock and roll tour bus converted to a motorhome for the summer, and we were there in the winter. Mm-hmm. And I was just there with my, the girl I was want to marry, who was, uh, she was tougher than most men. Danny Navy SEALs would have said, I can't take this place no more. And she That's took true. it. Because we had a, you had a two and a half minute hot shower in the freezing cold of Montana. So you can figure out how rough that was. Yeah. And it was one of the toughest things I ever went through. At least there was no grizzly bears and wolves like in the place before. I was a little bit harsher. Yeah, that was, that'd be too, I'd worry too much if I had wild animals outside messing well, with my they, dog. They were out there. There were wolves, mountain lions. But I had a dog that was bred to fight mountain lions, so he went right after them, went right at them. They were in a fence between a fence, but uh, mountain lions don't like dogs that aren't afraid of them. They like dogs that are afraid, and they know the difference. Cats are mm-hmm. very smart. They know if a dog wants to fight them, they'll take off. If a dog's afraid of them, they could be dinner. Cats why are did, very smart. I got a question for you. Why did uh, why did the lady in the Bible tell Jesus that she was a dog? Uh did dog mean Gentile, or did dog mean sinner, or, because, I don't know, I just, I'm always confused about that. I have no idea. You think I read the Bible, then? <laughs> I was hoping. <laughs> no, no, what happened was, Jesus was healing, he came to the house of Israel, and was healing, uh-huh. and everyone knew that. He said, you know, he's coming first, Jesus came to the house of Israel, the lost house of Israel, and a woman had a daughter that was possessed and she came to Jesus and and she knew she wasn't Hebrew Uh and Jesus was only seeming to be healing Hebrew people and she said and Jesus said her I I come to to heal the house of Israel Uh or to the house of Israel and she said but even dogs get fed the crumbs meaning when people would eat food, they would dog. If they had a dog, they throw the, the crumbs to the dog. So she mm-hmm. was, she was humbling herself. She was saying, "I'm a lowly sinner. I'm not even of the house of Israel, but I believe you're the Messiah." She humbled himself herself like, by saying that. You see? Yeah, that's awesome. She's saying even the dogs get fed the crumbs, meaning no, I'm not an Israelite, but I know you're the Messiah. Please heal my daughter. And he did. I've always felt, uh, I've always taken a little bit of pride. I know I shouldn't be prideful, but I've always taken a little bit of pride in being a Gentile because there's so few Gentiles that accept, uh, accept God. Well, Danny, let me tell you something. Jewish or Gentile, black or white, Mexican, Hispanic, American Indian, Canadian Indian, Japanese, Chinese, Asian, mixed, whatever, whatever. Very few people will accept accept the truth of who Jesus is today and follow him as the Christ, well, course, the Son of a living God. A third of Israel accept accept Jesus at some point. At the time of, during the tribulation, but in right. the church, when the church of the Church of Philadelphia is made of people of every people, tongue, tongue tribe, and nation. That makes so sense. Every, everyone. Everyone. Salvation is Jesus opened salvation to the world, to anyone. Anyone who will repent of their sins and follow him as the Son of God, the true Son of a living God. Salvation is there. You can be forgiven, you can be given the gift of the Holy Spirit, and you let the Spirit guide and lead your life, you'll overcome this world. Uh-huh. And earn your crown of life for heaven. But Jesus said, "You kept my word with perseverance." You have to choose to do that with your free will, and then God will help you. Just like 
you, God showed you not to drink anymore, right? That's true. And you decided not to drink anymore with your free will. And you started to say no to it each day. And then on about day 30 of Jesus stepped in and set you free of it totally. That's true. God did. So that's his son. So, so that's, yeah, that's a good testimony. Man. I mean, I could say God set me free of horror movies. People could say, well, big deal. Well, most people are addicted to them anyway. Yeah. I mean, if I would have been addicted to pornography, God would have set me free from pornography. But long, long time ago, I knew that stuff is just, it's like, uh, it's the most addictive thing there probably ever was. Right. It's, it's engineered to be addictive. Even uh, like, uh, they like to use, quote, tanned bodies or fake tan bodies. That's why Trump used to parade around in his uh, porn tan spray he put on or sun, whatever it was. He'd be orange yeah. looking. That, that's like porn orange. You know, it is. It's, uh, yeah. you don't see many, you don't see many porn movies with pals peep there. Tan. But I knew pornography is a, I just knew stay away from this stuff. Yeah. Too addictive. And yet I would say that rough guess. 95% of all males, 95% of all males in the Western world are addicted to porn because three hits on the Internet and there it is. And not, and the other 4% are liars and the 1% others are blind. <laughs> yeah, and they, exactly. may be, they may be addicted to listening to it. It's just very addictive. It's addicted you know, to women too, but men are more visual yeah. than he, so it's just. It's a terrible addiction, and if but you, you can pray to be you can pray to be free of that addiction because yes, you got to be free. But you know where it starts? Where's that? As, as uh, it starts with you saying, "I don't want this anymore, God, forgive me," and you deciding to not push that butt, that click that button to watch it. Right. And then if one day God will take away, but you struggle for a while and to overcome that, and then one day God will take away your desire to watch it. That's true. But I have, I, I, I never wanted, porn is a very, pornography, soft porn, hard, porn is a very addictive thing, and most people will never admit they're addicted to porn. They don't even want to talk about it. And then I hear people say, oh, I'm not addicted to porn. Really? Well, then throw out all, stop watching it. Yeah. Give me, and they won't. Very addictive. That's, That's why a lot of guys, guys, you know, it ruins marriages. It ruins relationships. How can you, how can you walk in a supermarket and not look at women lustfully when uh, you're, you're addicted to porn? Yeah, exactly. A supermarket's like a porn movie. To a, a, most people are addicted to porn. They won't admit it, but they're a slave to it. Yeah, no. I couldn't look at women at all without lusting after them. I, I prayed to God that God heal me, and it took me a year of prayer. But one day I just woke up and didn't have any desire for women, and uh, it didn't make sense. But I went to the doctor, and the doctor che checked my testosterone, and for some reason my testosterone went to zero or close to zero, and uh, I I was I mean I was a blessing because I. I ne because that was a tough burden to have if you want to be a Christian. Yeah. Now you're older, it gets a little less. But people are still addicted to it, still addicted to checking out women, still addicted to porn. That's the biggest. Uh, and with the Internet, like I said, three clicks and you're at, you're at, you're at any porn site you want. You know, when I was when I was growing up, you know, there was Playboy and Penthouse magazines, and you're too young, and the older guys give them to a kid to corrupt them. And uh, I looked at those things, and I realized, no, you don't want to. This stuff, just something I, some things God would show was able to clear more clearly show me in life as a kid. Mm -hmm. And he he was able to show me porn is bad. I just knew it. Not very many people can say that they were trying to be Christians from a youth. Well, I'm not saying That's I was rare. a Christian. That's rare. I became a Christian at 20 years old.
but I'm mm-hmm. saying uh, I knew it about the first time I was exposed to pornography. I knew this stuff is evil. I knew it's addictive because I wasn't watching it or reading it, and it's still in my head. It's still in my mind. So I said, what is this? I knew it was, I knew it was bad. It was in my mind. Mm-hmm. When I wasn't, so I knew it was evil. It's something bad. And it's the same, but, but horror movies, like I said, I grew, I grew up with horror movies. I watched them. I watched them for many reasons. And one day, God set me free. And one of the freedoms was I just was free of horror movies. I just have no desire. Like yeah. that new movie, Smile. I wouldn't run out and buy it or rent it, but... If it, I never had the money or all that stuff, but I mean, if it was available, I would watch it. But uh, and you know, uh, but I have no desire to see that wicked movie Smile that says it's worse than demonic possession. It's something uh-huh. so evil. I mean, this world is again. We got four minutes left, but this world is getting so evil, Danny. They got an FX. They got, uh, somebody was telling me the other day, there's a new FX movie called The Little Demon, and in it, the devil impregnates a woman, but instead of getting a son, he gets a daughter, and this satanic daughter is the star of the movie, of the cartoon for little kids. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's how evil this world is getting. It is so demonically evil. And I can't tell kids, you how many superheroes in the comic books... It, Marvel Comics and DC Comics, where the where the superpowered people were half demon or or or, uh, half, or possessed by a demon. Because it's all evil. They want people to want to have a demon to give them powers. It's yep. man's man's fallen nature. Desire is for power is to be a god, and when the Antichrist comes, he's going to teach that lie to the world. You can become yep. a god. My father is going to show you how, Satan. And just like, why did Eve sin? Because she wanted, because the devil said, eat. God yep. said, did God say eat of this fruit? And she said, God said, don't eat of the fruit of tree of knowledge, or you'll die. And the devil said, you won't die. You'll be as smart as God. Yep. And she wanted well, that. these cartoons. Well, well, these Danny, cartoons that children Danny. watch. Danny, yeah. Let me finish, though, but. She ate the fruit. I'm sorry. So it's okay. She wanted to be as wise as God. And she gave it to Adam. And he wanted to be as wise as God. And he ate it too. Well, the devil was always told a half-truth. Yeah, they got knowledge. But the bad knowledge, knowledge of self. And that's when their sexuality got turned on. And that's when their fear got turned on. Yeah. And their pride. So it all worked together is a nightmare and satan made man really at that moment he decreated man in his own fallen image didn't he it is a proud lustful hater of god that's our fallen nature our fallen nature is proud lustful and hates god 90 seconds left and our new nature loves god and wants to follow him and it's, it's a thousand times stronger and you can see that how you're set free. Our new nature to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength and love your neighbors yourself is a thousand times stronger than that fallen nature. You can't but, lust after your neighbor's wife and, 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 and love your neighbor as you love yourself. No, you can't. But the way to be born from above is to accept Jesus as the Christ, the Son of a living God, not this pagan fake trinity god and that's a very important thing to remember because quote born again is synonymous with trinity and it's all a lie we have to be born from above and that only happens by accepting jesus as the christ the son of the living god the god's son jesus said no one comes to to my father except through me see he see he knew his place. He's the son of God. He said all everything he has came from his father. That's not a trinity God. That's the son of God. Only got 30 yeah, seconds is. left. But 
10 seconds. But I hope this show has helped somebody out there. And yeah, we hope to get the answer to raptures uh, out there very soon. Maybe a couple months, Danny, to the uh, Christian world. But anyway, God bless. Good night and take care. <laughs>